What's going on, guys? Mikey Bats here. Patty Hess here. We're back for another Olson 104 Sports Marketing Podcast. Today we got the topic of promotion, which is one of the five P's in um, sports marketing. Very interesting stuff, you guys. Um, this chapter took us about 15 hours to get through. Um, very bulky chapter here we got. But some Monday motivation for you. Check out Mikey Bats' LinkedIn post. We got control what you can control, which is work ethic. You can control your attitude. You can control your gratitude. Let's go check it out for some Monday motivation. Moving forward, Pat, you want to give us what this chapter, uh, you want to just summarize the chapter for me? Let me know what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, the chapter focuses primarily on advertising and the premise of promotion, publicity in sport and its inherent elements of public relations, media relations, and community relations is addressed in depth. All right. Thanks, buddy. So anywho, um, a lot of um, the marketing term promotion includes the following. Um, Advertising, obviously, is probably one of the biggest parts, um, which is any paid, non-personal, clearly sponsored um, message conveyed through media. Then we got personal selling, um, which is kind of like Pat out here trying to sell people his golf lessons, which actually is a very good buy because he's single-handedly bringing my golf game back to life. Publicity, which is any form of exposure that's not paid for. Um, and then there's sales promotion, which is like a a really wide, um, variety of activities, which like include like trade shows, like the, you ever been to the golf expo in Boston, Pat? Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. I saw some horrific stuff there though, that we're not going to talk about on the podcast (laughs) for the sake of, um, keeping it PG. Um, and anyways, to be successful, promotional efforts pretty much, um, follow an approach that should increase awareness, attract interest, arouse desire and initiate action. So, Patty, can you tell me? Can you tell me about a time in your life where you wasted your time? Nah, there's a lot of times like that. Yeah, I know. I need you to be specific. I know your days are kind of glim nowadays. <laughs> um, probably when I have homework assignments and I just really want to play Fortnite. Oh, that's freaking terrible. <laughs> that that was a freaking professor. I don't want you to think I was. Never mind. Never mind. So, Pat, that's a good example of wasted circulation and marketing. <laughs> One problem in advertising which is wasted circulation, which pretty much occurs when advertising reaches consumers not within the target market. And guys, what did we say in an earlier podcast about not hitting a target market, Pat? That is bad. Very bad. That's like the worst thing you could do. That's like just like going out to dinner and getting regular milk instead of chocolate milk. That's pretty much the equivalent of it, especially considering the goal of promotions is to explain the relationships, um, discuss rationale for the relationship, identify what will happen as a result. <clears throat> divine roles um, and provide contact information to follow up for interested parties. Um, that's really the main goal. So you don't want to be wasting your time like Patty playing Fortnite when we should be doing homework. Attention, everybody. We have a suggestion from an expert. Please listen carefully. Um, this is going to be very important. So, Patty, um, what are like the what are seven good steps uh, that this expert suggests when uh, putting in? An advertising plan. All right. So the first one is have a comprehensive marketing plan in place or ensure that the advertising agency will help you create a comprehensive marketing plan. Make sure the agency is interested in your organization's success. Choose an agency that has comprehensive marketing skills. Determine the target market and how, how to reach it efficiently. Find out who will be handling your account. 
Make sure the all written copy is customer centered and select an agency that views itself as a partner in your business. You don't want someone that doesn't care about you guys. Um, I mean, that goes for marketing and in real life. Um, Pat, you got anything to add to the topic? No, I think that's pretty much it. Man, a few words. Um, so the next topic we're going to be covering, a little bit uh, more relevant to us, simple folk. Um, it's about signage, which is another form of advertising media for sport. Um, some of these examples include the stupid billboards you see of LeBron James whenever he goes to a new team. You know, they say the king is here now. Um, but honestly, <laughs> kind of a smart thing because I feel like that gets a lot of hype on Twitter. Like, for example, in Philadelphia, um, talking about the process when they finally got together, uh, you know, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, um, those guys that kind of just suck and aren't doing anything for Philadelphia because Philadelphia is an absolute dump of a sports town. Um, yeah, and I mean, they've admitted that even. Uh, they had a pretty sweet billboard in Boston in 08 after we won the finals of the Big Four. Um, little baby boy Rondo made his appearance in that. So um, on top of that, just like LED displays, a kind of more... Um, modern types of um advertising but they're still physical forms of it rather than just digital which is a lot of what advertising and marketing um agencies and organizations do today so yeah stay uh stay with the simple times all right patty i got another question to pose for you um when's the last time you read a book not school not in school yeah like just a book or a magazine, or literally read anything that's not on your phone. Um, you literally can't remember, can you? No, I, I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> you would have by now. Anyways, that is a perfect example of why print media kind of, for lack of a better word, sucks today. Um, you know, the books covering things such as newspapers, magazines, brochures, posters, programs. Um, you know, stuff that really... <laughs> people like my father only use nowadays um so we're just going to go ahead and um advise you to stay away from that just like pat should uh stay away from his bad habits such as procrastinating homework to play fortnite um we think that's a good idea now i told you i know i just told you to stay away from print media but um i'm gonna check if pat has a pulse over here and see if he can update us on if you are doing print materials what you should uh what you should do with them all right, so first, the headline must flag down the target reader and pull them in or into the text about the product. Second, because most people reading print ads never read beyond the headline, it's also crucial that the headline and the visual component complement each other so well. And lastly, the body copy should be detailed and specific, should support the headline, and should be readable and interesting. Gosh. Very nice. Um... Next topic is actually kind of fun. Um, there's a pretty cool chart in the book that kind of speaks to effective sport-themed television advertising campaigns. gives a list of athletes, who the advertisers were, and then it also gives a percentage of the public perceiving the ad to be perfective. So obviously, guys at the top of this list include the likes of Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley. Um, Pat, I know you're not the biggest basketball fan, but have you ever seen the commercial with these three where they're in an empty gym? Um, and they're playing a ridiculous game of horse, like bouncing the ball off the rafters. It's yeah, a mascot in the face. Yeah, it's that. a pretty cool commercial. And so um, McDonald's sponsored that one. Um, I forget exactly how McDonald's incorporated themselves into it. I really hate myself for it. 
But you obviously remember the Tiger Woods Nike one where Tiger's setting up to a crowd of people, um, but they're all cardboard cutouts because you know how, like, when you're looking at the pros teeing off, it's such a narrow yeah. thing. And everybody's like, Tiger, how do, you, how do you not get nervous doing that? He's like, oh, I know I won't hit anybody. <laughs> and then he freaking he decks someone in the face <laughs> and the cardboard just cracks to pieces. It was hysterical. Um, so, yeah, I mean, then you got Hakeem Olajuwon, Scotty Pippen, Charles Barkley, Emmett Smith, Grant Hill, Gary Payton, Kevin Garnett, Dan Marino. So you got, there's really no small names. Um, and, I mean, it's going to be hard for some of these companies to get guys like this. A lot of the advertisers include, like, McDonald's, Taco Bell, Nike, um, Sprite, Reebok. Um, so big companies. <sighs> yeah. So, Pat, um, do you ever get so bored or just you're really just not doing well and you think to yourself, you know, I just got to pick up and move? Mm-hmm. Um, All the time. <laughs> <laughs> good, good to know. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, anyways, um, so, yeah, um, a lot of sports teams do that, especially, I mean, for example, the Seattle Sonics um, mm-hmm. moved to OKC. Um, with that, they started promoting, like, where they're now hosting they had additions like the Russell Westbrook <laughs> Russell Westbrook and um, Kevin Durant come in and now Oklahoma City is one of the best uh, basketball fan bases in the country so a lot of times just like a little geographical switch up can definitely do the world or the world <laughs> can definitely do teams justice you know but then on the other hand you got cities like New York who have two teams because it's such a good state to be in those guys are psychopaths um but not as big as psychopaths as us bostonians um yeah did you did you go to the parade super bowl parade i did not go to the super bowl parade unfortunately it would have been a bad day i'm just gonna wait till next year yeah for the seventh ring yeah yeah see i told myself i was gonna wait to break out the jason tatum jersey come um come the summertime you know it'll be warm that's more my style i like the sun um yeah, I hate the winter and this wind. Now we're just rambling. <laughs> okay, we got a little off topic there, but we're going to get right back into it, guys. We're ready to go. Um, so we actually have a promotions timeline in the textbook. Um, a lot of it has to do with drugs. Um, you know, activity in the 1940s included the tobacco industry becoming more involved. Um, and you know what? I kind of lied. I guess really the only other drug mentions are coming in the 2000s when, you know, media is starting to pick up. You got... Um, guys like A-Rod taking steroids that are beloved by America, breaking records, um, becoming all-time greats. And then you find out, oh, my God, these people are cheaters. Um, you know, and we've said it so many times in this class, the public perception is so important, in, um, especially sports marketing, because sports is such a relatable product to be dishing out. Um, so, you know, people doing things that are kind of considered despicable as I do the quote things the joke things with my fingers that you can't see because it's a podcast so that was very pointless um you know that's just it's not a good look and it's going to hurt the organization overall I can only imagine what would have happened if Derek Jeter got caught doing that yeah because everyone likes him (laughs) he's 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 the only one who's he's he's like literally the golden boy of baseball I feel like Derek Jeter is kind of like the Michael Jordan of baseball I agree um I mean, as a matter of fact, he's sponsored by Jordan, so I just kind of willed that into existence right there. I'm so smart. Very smart. No, I'm not. And so, 
I actually really like how the book included this because um, we got an older edition of the book, so I really didn't expect to see something like this in it. Um, a really popular form of marketing nowadays is uh, blogs. And, I mean, Barstool Sports is probably the perfect example of it in the modern era today. Uh, Pat, you want to tell us a little bit about Barstool? Barstool? Um, well, big Boston fans, first of all. They have... Well, I mean, the owners are. They always, they're always feuding with each other, which is what's the most entertaining part. Um, well, some of them... Yeah, you're right. Some of them are from... And I think the thing that they did so well, their slogan, when they first started off, they kind of took it off their page. Um, it's for the common man, by the common man. So really, like, none of them are expert sport analysts, but their personalities are so unique and so funny to watch that when they started 15 years ago, whenever it was, they had zero following, and now it's they have cool. 6 million followers on Instagram, um, mainly because they have personalities, kind of like Pat and myself, you know, directing the show. <laughs> pretty cool that's, how they have like, that's probably the most absurd and sarcastic thing i've ever said um but it is cool to see because that is it's it's more entertaining than just reading an article i feel like you know when you got a guy kind of giving you the spew of what a game or what a topic like whatever topic they're on but they make it funny and relatable and kind of more um not unprofessional but I mean, they hit their target market right on the center of the head with a hammer. It's it's ridiculous how good they are at hitting their target market. Um, they have like good people too, like for well, yeah, sport, now they like yeah, exactly. They have so many personalities for different sports in different towns. They have two guys, Riggs. Shout out Riggs, big fan of Riggs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's running four play pod. Um, Fidelberg, you know, like is, four. Fidelberg's running the. I think he's like part of the NHL. I think he's Philly, right? Yeah, I'm probably dead wrong. I really don't know. No, I think he is. And it's just funny watching these guys harass each other. Um, <laughs> they literally, oh my God, they're kind of brutal to each other. And they just let the whole world see it, which is incredible. It's so authentic. So that's what we're looking for, folks. Good job, Barstool. So, Pat, what attracts you the most to go to professional sporting events? Probably just seeing all the big stars on the ice, seeing the arena, everyone in it. Good crowd, good atmosphere. Yeah. I feel that. Um, a lot of what teams do today, especially this is a really good example of promotions, is um, a lot of NBA teams do this. You see in the playoffs, the Golden State, when you're watching on TV, it's just a yellow sea of people because they lay out these free T-shirts. You know, you buy a ticket, you get the free shirt, you get to take it home with you. the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah, big time. And a lot of teams are doing it nowadays. You see it, Celtics is just as impressive with their um, – Sea of Green. NHL, every team does it. NHL yeah, and the NHL has the towels going. Yeah. Like everybody's waving a towel over their head. It looks crazy. Um, you know, so things like that that make their product more compelling um, definitely plays a huge role. Um, a lot of promotions can be considered useless, but when you're doing it the right way and kind of finding what the people want, um, for example, that they get a nice memorabilia from the game. Um, I still remember when I got my green Celtic shirt. Um, it was when the Celtics were kind of rejuvenating themselves when I, Isaiah Thomas was solidifying himself as a star. So it's things like that that make it so easy to remember and so remarkable that make the t- um, organizations more successful with their promotions. Patty, give your brother a drum roll, please. And tell the ladies and gentlemen what that's all about, even though they should already know. It's SDJ time. Sports Business Journal. 
Yeah. Um, so the article we have is about the NBA because that's my favorite league. And probably every article from here on out is going to be about the NBA. So deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so big payoff for a little patch. Now, Pat, you know how much I love my Jason Tatum jersey. But there is one thing missing from it, and it is a GE patch, which makes it look less authentic, which pisses me off. Um, so NBA's jersey patch program, I know. Um, geez, let me think of a couple. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm having a brain fart. Celtics have General Electric. Um, every team has a patch opposite on the um, tank top, on the opposite side from the Nike logo because Nike is the one providing their jerseys. And pretty much they've generated over $150 million in revenue. And 20 of the 29 team patch sponsors are doing business with NBA teams for the first time. Um, now they're actually looking for ways to improve and expand the program, and they're hoping to expand where they're allowed to sell it. Um, they all feel, all the league and brand executives feel the program has been an overwhelming success, even more so than um, they're expecting it to be. So if they actually do release these jerseys, your boys are going to be pretty mad because I don't want to cop another one <laughs> and drop more money uh, considering I am broke. Um, we're going to have to wait for the internship to start over the summer before we make decisions about that. But please hold while we find an outro song. guys that's the end of another riveting podcast i think me and pat are going to try and put together something more special for you guys next week definitely that's a secret so we're not going to tell you what it is um pat anything else to add no it's been fun podcast number four is i mean we're rolling right now yeah four uh social media assignment number five um kind of seems like just yesterday we yeah did our first um, one as my great grandfather would say without further ado mikey bats and patty hiss are out of here.